Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, power hour inside the locker room here. Hour number two on a Halloween Tuesday. And we are joined by the spooky, the mysterious, but yet all-knowing one. <laughs> You know, that is Steelers Digest Editor-in-Chief, Mr. Bob Labriola. How are you doing today, Bob? I'm just trying to put my costume together for trick-or-treat tonight. (laughs) So I don't have a whole lot of time to devote to you guys, but, you know, I'll do what I can. Lebs, in all the descriptions I've heard of you, I've never thought of spooky. (laughs) I was thinking about you, buddy. You know, I never thought I'd be spooky. Talk to my wife more. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, you're right about that. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> Last we we we, we got to start right with 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 the the big elephant in the room. Refereeing. I mean, how bad was it in your opinion and had had you seen had you seen anything worse than that on on, on in the first half than what we saw on Sunday? Um, you know, I've, I've been watching this a long time. So yes, I did see something worse. It was when Ben Dreith, uh, gave the Oilers four timeouts and a half, oh. uh, in a game at three Rivers stadium and the Oilers scored, you know, in the last few seconds of the half, the Steelers ended up losing the game by three. Mm. Um, so yeah, if you can't count the three timeouts, I think that's pretty awful. Um, uh, but, you know, we're just talking about degrees of awful uh, mm. when it comes to NFL officiating, in my opinion. Um, and, Max, you know, you've mentioned it as the elephant in the room. Um, I might have picked a different body part um, <laughs> and say on a donkey, for example. Yeah. But, um, yes. You, you know, uh, could you be a little clearer on that, Labs? <laughs> oh, don't you start, Wolf. Don't you start. Um, don't you but start, you know, I, I've I've said this a, a lot, uh, you know, and I, I think that unfortunately, uh, I think it gets proven correct uh, week in and week out, and that's that um, that NFL officiating is inconsistent and arbitrary. It is. Um, you know, the, the, there's the – well, first of all, that offsides on the field goal attempt, I mean, seriously. Uh, that, that, that to me is just – that to me is looking for something to call. Yeah. Um, and, and then the, the inconsistency, I think, was made very apparent in the two roughing the pass – or the one roughing the pass or penalty that was called um, and uh, the one that was not. I mean, how 
I, I just don't. I mean, I, I don't understand. How does that? Uh, how is that possible that one of them was and the other one wasn't? When you watch, you know, the the thing that I always refer to is the hundred guys in a bar rule. Yeah. When there's a hundred people in the bar and they're all watching the game on TV and something happens and they all say that's a penalty or that wasn't a penalty. You know, that should be the standard of, if it's that obvious. <laughs> and I don't think that either one of those pass, or if you put the two of them together, that doesn't pass the 100 guys in a bar rule. It just doesn't. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, it, it, I, I don't, let me say this too. I do not believe, I do not believe that there's anything sinister about the calls or the non-calls. Right. I just don't think they're very good. Yeah. And um, replay, I think, has made it worse in that it has made them tentative. And I don't think that they want to be shown up by replay, which is a natural thing. Because mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're just people anyway. I mean, they're hu- it's the human element. Right. And they bring all of the uh, qualities and frailties of being a human being into their job, as we all do. Right. Um, so, you know... Uh, they're 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 bad, uh, you know. And, and like last, did you watch the game last night? Watch some of it when before they, I fell asleep. When they brought on Walt Anderson, oh yeah, in, during the broadcast to explain a call. I mean, is that what we're getting to now? I mean, seriously, that's you know what kind of um, precedent that sets. You're going to have the supervisor of officials break into a live game broadcast to explain why a bad call was not a bad call or try and give you the legalese gobbledygook out of the rule book to kind of try and justify whatever the guy saw or didn't see. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I yeah. it, it to me is getting to the point where, um, you know, people ask me the rule and I tell them, and these private conversations sometimes uh, unasked and answered, the rule doesn't matter. It's what they're going to call, what they're going to allow or not allow. That's true. And, um, you know, that that to me is the way that it, it seems to be trending. Labs, is there any course of action for the coaches? I mean, do you clip the uh, – well, do you clip the, the film? They don't use film anymore. Sorry. I, I was just going back to my 80s and 90s roots. Um, but the, taking the plays, do they review this? Is there some course of action where they can send it to – New York and get some sort of action that that at least you know they are addressing the issue with the the officials. Does that happen at all? Well, I mean, I what what what, what do you think that you're going to get in return? They're going to say I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, that, I could have used it know, when they called me for four holding calls. <laughs> I needed a I needed a hug at them. I needed a Terry Bradshaw <laughs> hug. <laughs> um. But, you know, that's what I mean. What's the recourse? Okay, yeah. you send it in, yeah. and then they say, yeah, we were wrong. Um, oh, but wow. there's no public admission of that ever. Right. So there's, yeah. you know, not that that's really any consolation anyway. I mean, you lose a game, um, and they say, yeah, we blew that call. Well, how does that help me? Yeah. You know, is that a, is that is that the tie, one of the tiebreakers? They can add that into the playoff <laughs> tiebreakers at the end of the year? How many apologies you got from the – the league office for, you know, officiating mistakes. I mean, so you know, what difference does it make? It You know, fans, I think, want some sort of public accounting or public flogging 
of uh, the who they fans want to identify as the culprits, you know, for these mistakes. You're never going to get that. Right. I mean, the league, you, you can't do that. You, you know, you're not going to publish these guys' names and addresses or, you know, give them a, a publicize their Twitter handle or, you know what I mean? There's just, <laughs> I mean, a lot of things that might make people feel good, yeah. they're not real, and nor would they be right. Um, you know, I, I just don't know, you know, what the issue is. Now, as an example, you know, Gene Steratore, Famous Western Pennsylvania official, right. referee in basketball, uh, referee in football, um, and you know, Gene. Let me say this. I mean, I don't know him personally, so I, I don't want to claim to be a friend of his, or you know, he probably couldn't pick me out of a lineup. Um, but you know, he, in my opinion, he has become very more open and understandable and understanding since he retired and is now, you know, a commentator, mm-hmm. you know, he's, a, he's a, some broadcast, both college and the NFL. He serves as the network's rules analyst. I think that it is the title of that uh, job now. And he also does a weekly hit on the morning show on WDVE. And he was on today. And I mean, that to me is appointment listening. You know, I drag my butt out of bed for sure mm-hmm. to listen to Gene Steratore every Tuesday because I'm interested in what he has to say. Um, now, he had a lot of good points. You know, what he was saying, and this was the one thing, you know, Wolf, kind of to your point, uh, that the officials, there are 32 teams in the NFL. The officials are the 33rd team. And, mm. you know, you want to train them and support them, you know, because they need to win every weekend as well you know, in their own way. Right. Okay. And so, yeah, I get that, and I, and I believe that, and I, I think that that would be, you know, a good idea. But the one thing I disagree with him on is he said, you know, they're like NFL players. You have to train them and coach them and review them, you know, and he's talking about all the years that um, these guys need to graduate to the NFL. Hmm. Now, my answer to that is, Football players don't get that many years. Mm. I mean, your number one pick, how many years you get if you stink? Yeah. Four? Five? Or how much training did you get? You know, I don't consider high school football training for the NFL. I don't, you know, that, you know, it's, a, it's an extracurricular activity in high right. school. Right. I'll give you a college. You know, if you're a um, major college, power five college football player, then that to me is training it can be seen as training for the nfl right so four five six years say you know can you pick it at six with the covid season and all that okay let's say six years if you can't train an official in six years then to get him to give him an opportunity i'm not saying he needs to be a referee but a you know a, a line judge or a back judge you know one of the other right. um, um members uh, of a unit, uh, an officiating unit. If he can't do it by then, get somebody else mm. because they're too old. By the time they get to the NFL, they're too old. Mid to late 40s is too old. Like the Giants-Jets game over the weekend. It comes down to the end, and there was that issue of did the umpire uh, correctly spot the ball so that the 
I think it was the Jets tied the game at the end of regulation with that last second field goal. Right. Because that's a rule. The uh, uh, the ball has to be spotted by an official for before it can be snapped. So what happened in that game was somebody from the Jets put the ball down where he thought it was going supposed to be. The umpire came running by, touched the ball, which qualified as putting it in play. They snapped it, got the kickoff as time expired and tied the game sent it into overtime, and then won it in overtime. Okay? So as, as that example, now that umpire was able to make that run and get there, the athletic ability to weave through the players, you know, navigate the line of scrimmage because he had to get through. He was coming from the back because it was a 20- or 30-yard play down the field. He had to come through. So he's weaving through offensive players who are running down to line up to, for the uh, spike. Right or the snap, whichever it was. Yeah. So he had to do that and then touch the ball and then get out of the way of the defense. So that's that's an athletic accomplishment to a large degree. I even, don't think Even for offensive linemen. <laughs> and I don't think you should expect that for 50-year-old men. <clears throat> right. You know, I mean, it's just I think guys can could and should be younger. And I think that would help. Maybe mm. you get in they get into better position, um, right. you know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, there are things that, that can be done, I believe. Uh, I don't know that um, there's a whole lot of interest in that from the league or from um, ownership, uh, you know, full-time officials, um, you know, uh, and, and again, the, 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 the problem, one of the problems in addition to this is every time there's a bad call, let's have more replay. That's the answer all the time. The latest guy, uh, Ursay, owner of the Colts, because they got hosed on that uh, game against the Browns and lost, lets everything reviewable uh, in the two, last two minutes of each half. Okay, well, so you're going re- to add more layers of human interaction to the same issue. Okay, so now you have you have the human element, <clears throat> excuse me, officiating the game, and now you add more human element to the review of what the officials saw or called or didn't call. You know, uh, spotting of the ball. Why can't it be chips in the ball? Why can't it be all electronic? Well, that's true. I don't know. Um, they, you know, it, but it's the same thing with. Major League Baseball. I mean, the NFL is not alone in this. You know, Major League Baseball. You could, in my opinion, you could remove the home plate umpire. Put that little, you know, the thing that they show you when you're watching a game, <laughs> the little square there. Yeah. Why can't that call balls and strikes? You know, you know, we'll, we're putting people on the moon and sending them to the space station, and you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, military uses these kind of GPS. Yeah, uh, guided laser guided things yeah, um, for bombs. You missiles, can't spot yeah. a football. <laughs> you can't like transform some of that technology and spot a football. I don't know. Um, hey. Or we ju- we just have to come to the um, the acceptance that there are going to be mistakes, and then that's it. I got that's you. It. You know, the the offensive lineman blew a uh, a protection, missed a block, a receiver drops a pass. Quarterback misses an open guy, throws a pick, whatever. Um, a defensive back misses a call, re- receiver runs free, they score a touchdown. 
there's no recourse for that. Okay, maybe then we just have to accept that also for officiating. Mm. Um, but as of right now, as it stands, uh, I really have no answers. And to me, it's just, as I said earlier, you just kind of wait to see what it is and then what they tell you, and then that's what it is. That's the call, one good or bad, right or wrong. Um, it is what it is. Well, it's funny because I got I got the umpire out of behind me as a as a catcher when I was in high school playing summer league. I was I had a problem when I was a catcher. I closed my eyes whenever the guy swung the bat, so some of those fastball pitches would go by me, and they kept hitting the umpire. And finally, he got up and he told my coach, "He goes, your kid's killing me. I'm going to go stand up behind the pitcher and <laughs> the pitcher's mound <laughs> due to my lack of you know, athletic yeah. ability." Well, because, you know, again, it's not an easy job, and I'm not saying that it is. I just don't think that in football, and let me just – because I don't know what the baseball rules are. I mean, I don't know how long you have to be a minor league umpire before you you get a shot in the major leagues. But I cannot believe, seriously, that if you took a 22-year-old athlete and, you know, very possibly – a former baseball player, college baseball player, mm-hmm. and you train him for five years and he can't umpire a game. Yeah, I I, I find that hard to believe. Yeah. He can't he can't be the second base umpire. You know, maybe calling balls and strikes is a little bit more labor intensive and requires a little more experience and stuff from pitch framing and all that. But you can't. I mean, seriously, second base umpire, third base umpire. I mean, when the ball comes down, is it fair or foul? Um, I would think that standing there like you are, they paint the lines really pretty. It's major leagues. He, he should be able to see where it hits. Ah. So, you know, I, I just don't understand the need for 20, 25, 30 years of training at the lower levels of the sport right. before you get a chance to do it at the highest level. And if, you're, if you have that kind of system where, you know, because it's like um, players, the NFL never runs out of players, right? You know, to to replace the guys that either stink or, or retire. So you should have that with officials too—a constant, um, you know, revolving door, if you will, uh, potential for that anyway to replace the bad ones. Um, but again, as I said, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of interest in that kind of stuff, and um, so <laughs> let's go back to. Does it make, um, wait till they call it. Too much common sense. That's what the problem is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, you know, I, I really don't. I'm, I'm not in any of those meetings, nor am I privy to what goes on in them. Um, but uh, it, it seems to me that it's pretty obvious at this point that it's that it, that it's not working, and uh, you know, when you have signs in stadiums and stuff advertising. Um, alliances with gambling sites and, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, I just think that that kind of opens you up for more criticism as well and more conspiracy theories. Right. And, you know, the only people who, you know, benefit from that are the people who make Reynolds wrap, right? Wolf, <laughs> the aluminum foil. That's it. You got yeah. to put that cap on, baby. <laughs> there you go. So um, maybe that's the – maybe you and I, Wolf, we should become a uh, – <laughs> aluminum foil hat creating company 
that's that should be how we respond to this. I, I don't know, Wolf. I think we might, I you're think onto we, something here, buddy. Could, yeah, we could license it, put logos on it, <laughs> you know. Put all the team, the team marketing licensing. B, B and W hats. There we go. Bob and Wolf hats. <laughs> yeah. Conspiracist yeah, to the end, baby. We yeah. could we could get I don't know Sharkies to sponsor it, you know. <laughs> oh, have a QR code where it goes to their menu or pictures of the fat guy delight, you know, whatever. Oh, Something that's awesome. Let's get cre let's get creative here, Wolf. Come on. You are a genius. <laughs> I love that. Oh, Max, what do you got? I know you had something. Did we lose him? I think we lost Max. Max, are there? Okay. Well, last question for you, Lebs. Kenny Pickett now. Coming up, they, I believe Mike said um, that he's got he's got, he's got, got to show him something and that Wednesday is the day they're going to have a functional practice. They're going to give him till Wednesday. Did I, did I read that right? And did, Do you think that's that's a, going to be something that by which you can make judgment for Thursday? Um. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, um, I my uh, experience with NFL practices, you know, is kind of not that good. Uh, you know, I'm, I don't understand it. I've never, you know, been um, uh, a part of one. Uh, I don't know what's going on necessarily. I mean, I, I'm I've never played football, organized football, so all of that stuff is way over my head but let me just say this this is my opinion i think this would be a good time for maybe and i don't i believe let me say this first kenny pickett is the steelers starting quarterback i'm right. not advocating for quarterback controversy or mm -hmm. you know any of that right. kind of stuff but he was injured sunday the game is thursday he's in his second year yeah this is not ben roethlisberger 15-year veteran, okay? Yeah, right. Okay, I sit him mm -hmm. one week. Let him watch. Let him heal because rib injuries for his position, his job, uh, I don't know, Wolf, he'll probably be wearing a flak jacket, but you know the way the NFL is. They might as well paint a bullseye on that thing. Yeah, yeah. Because, right, isn't that what the opponents are going to do? Well, we had a, when we always found out somebody was injured, say, which which one, left or right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would uh, have him sit uh, for a week, watch, heal up, and then bring him back for the following week. I believe that's Green Bay. And, you know, hopefully uh, it's beneficial to him. But, I mean, trying to force him onto the field for a Thursday game with one day, because even Wednesday's practice, it's still the day before a game, even though it's a Thursday game and a short week and I get all of that stuff. But how much repetition and timing and, you know, all of that stuff can you cram into a day before the game practice? Again, I don't know. Uh, it just seems to me to be pushing it a little bit um, – for a guy of his experience level. And it's not like he's been playing great either, where you say, yeah, we don't want to lose the momentum we've had from Kenny's play lately. Right. So okay. uh, that would be what I would do. But um, Sounds you know. good. 
Hey, Bob, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it because I really love your insight and some of the things that you're talking about. I don't know. I simply go, well, it, it's just too common sense maybe for the NFL to adopt some of those things. And with Kenny, let's just hope that he's healthy and uh, get ready for more. But thank you for joining us in the locker room. I've got to have one, one more question. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's that? So what are the, what, what's the Wolfley House giving out tonight? Oh, we're we're celebrating, and I'm going to bring this up. We're cel what what we've got to do the show tonight up at uh, you know Giant Eagle. Uh-huh. So I'm there with, with okay. Firemuth. But here's the deal: my my son, my young, uh, one of my boys is turning 21 today. Maximus. He was born on on uh, for on Halloween, and as I always say, Max, we're never sure if you're a trick or treat, buddy. <laughs> we know <laughs> he is the treat. He has been a treat all for all of his 21 years, and so so deeply loved to see. But yeah, so we're going to be celebrating at Giant Eagle tonight from seven to eight. We got the uh, chalk talk with Pat Fryermuth. They'll probably have some some uh, good food out there for everybody. Join us out there; it'll be a good time. Okay, because I was going to predict or tell all all the listeners that you know the Wolfley House, the big Snickers bars. <laughs> you want to ring the doorbell there? <laughs> You're going to put me in there, trouble here. Get, get get there early because I know somebody who might be uh, sneaking those out of the old uh, <laughs> basket and eating them himself. One for you, two for me, yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the daddy tax. <laughs> Labs, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you. All right. All right. Talk to you guys. Okay, sounds good. And that's Bob Lariola, uh, Steeler historian great guy and otherwise a locker room contributor so we'll be back with more after this as we track down max yet again more from the locker room this is in the locker room with wolf and starks on espn pittsburgh and steelers nation radio presented by your neighborhood ford store the F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. 21 years ago, this young man came into our lives, good lady Faith and I, as we brought him in to the Wolfley family. And, of course, that would be our Maximus, Maximus Kalon Wolfley. And we're wishing you a happy birthday. And here's your song, buddy. All right, that's all we got. That's all we can play before the copyright gods come down yeah, on us. Yeah. <laughs> Max, Max, I'm sorry. That's all I can give you. That's it. That's it. So, on three, boys, we're going to sing happy birthday again. There you go. Here we go. One, two, three. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. To you. Happy birthday to you. Okay, there you go. That's it. And our five seconds. <laughs> oh, my God. As per oh. legal under copyright law, yes. Article 137, we Section 22, Chapter 9. We were legal all the way through there, and that was the most dysfunctional birthday song ever sung. But that's okay. Well, well, well did you did you just forget some of the lyrics at some point? Because I felt like you weren't giving your all. 
Do you realize, Max, every time he wants us to sing happy birthday, he always does that. He tees us up, and then he just backs yeah, away. Like exactly. he's, just, like just, he's Homer guys, Simpson backing into the shrubbery. You sing. I can't yes. sing. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, you think goodness. we can sing. I well, mean, let me tell you something. We, we, it's better we got than me. deeper issues to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 oh, you man. guys can sing. <laughs> All right, oh, let me ask God. you something now. We got We're Minka. sorry, Maximus. <laughs> We're sorry in advance. This was... Yeah. Oh, a, yeah. It was a... Um... <laughs> That's the best part of the birthday song right there. Just fire that Those song 2. up, 2. man. 2.6 seconds. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. All right, now Minka is down, Max. Minka is yeah. down. That was... I think that's something that is kind of overlooked in this whole thing as we approach, you know, the Thursday game with the Tennessee Titans. And it's kind of uh, underlined by the fact that Terrell Edmonds is making a return to Pittsburgh in Acrisure Stadium as Terrell was traded for just 10 days ago, I believe it was, 10, 12, something like that, days ago. No, it, it, was, only, it, was, it was exactly seven days ago. Oh, was it really? Exactly a week ago, well, yeah. Well, my math is always terrible. So. Well, no, the only reason why is because we were talking about, like, how many trades happen within the week of the trade oh, deadline. Okay. Since obviously, in the next four and a half hours or so, um, the trade deadline will end. So oh. you'll see the – and so t- that Kevin Byard and Terrell Edmonds was actually – the first trade initiated within that one week window. That's the only reason why I know that. Okay, well that, that you got the facts, just yeah. the facts, man. And that that's the. Uh, but you know, again, it's kind of interesting with Minka going down and Terrell coming back, although in a different uniform. Um, the 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 need or the lack of Minka playing. What's that going to mean to the Steelers' back end of their defense? Oh, th- th- this is this is a big one. I mean, I, I, I'm looking at this, and you know, it, it's it's going to get a little uh, it's going to be it's going to be a little hairy because yeah. you saw what happened in the game uh, once Minka exited. Right. Um, Evan Ingram got a lot of a lot of tosses. Yep. And so um, that's where you worry about. Okay, well, you know, with that happening, okay, where where do we stack up as far as being ready to combat potentially the tight end game and obviously the run game with Derrick Henry coming in here. You have to believe that's going to be an emphasis with a young rookie quarterback and Will Levis. Um, you're going you're going to see a lot more probably 11 and 12 personnel. But, uh, sorry, uh, more 12 than 11 personnel. I got a little tongue-tied there uh, with my numbers. Um, just because it was so effective when the Jaguars did it against us. Right. Um, and it's a copycat league. It's a short week. So, okay, hey, guys, we're just going to hang our hat on running the football. And guess what? The Steelers have not figured out how to stop that yet. And if we put two tight ends in there for a young tight end, that's going to make our lives a lot easier. And then also, because it's not Minka that's guarding our tight ends, guess what? Mm-hmm. We're now going to deploy them into the routes a lot more. And yeah. what does that mean? You know, especially when you're talking about divisional teams who love to copy, copy right. cat. Mm-hmm. That means uh, uh, Conquo and Wesco are going to probably get some shots. They're going to get some throws um, in there, and <clears throat> you know, and you're going to see a lot of Ty J Spears and Derrick Henry. You're going to see the bigger guys getting those, and then DeAndre Hopkins. When we get a one-on-one, it's favorable, single high because we pull guys into the box. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to see DeAndre Hopkins get. 
get a lot get a lot of looks uh, thrown his way. Not sure about Traylon Burks. I mean, he's more decoy than anything else now. Mm-hmm. Um, he did not turn out to be the guy that they were expecting him to be when they traded A.J. Brown away, which you see right. what A.J. Brown's doing <laughs> yeah. every week for the Eagles. Um, so it's like, huh, maybe, maybe you should have, maybe you should have paid for that guy, um, <laughs> to go along with your young quarterback. But, uh, but I digress. No. So, so that's where it's going to be really, um, it's going to be really tough and they're going to have to scheme some different things. Um, as far as that zone and man responsibilities come game time, because you have to think they saw Evan Ingram get 10 of 10 targets and receptions. Um, and be a real big difference maker in the in the Jacksonville game. Now on the other end of it, I'm sitting there thinking about the lack of Minka and is is he uh, is a box safety because what he brought. If you watched any of the tape from last week, things could have been even worse had Minka not been such a you know not just last week but in the games running up to it, he's been a force in and around the box because of his tackling ability and his ability to deal with offensive linemen who are attempting to block him and still be able to creatively get around them or be able to disengage off those blocks and be a person of, of uh, you know, uh, like a linebacker, that hybrid linebacker. He plays that so very well. Yeah, he, yeah, he does. And, and, you know, and, you know, last year we dabbled a little bit with it. We usually use Terrell in those moments. Mm-hmm. So, to see him doing that, I think, uh, you know, just goes to show you his range and his versatility, and that will be missed. I mean, now you do have a big hitter in Keanu Neal that can that can that can take that role, right? Right. And be a physical box safety, but you lose something in coverage yep. with Keanu. Yep. Um, so that's where the threat is because Evan Ingram was breaking away from Keanu in a lot of situations. So maybe do you now carry Cole Holcomb in that spot? to carry off the tight end off the line of scrimmage as opposed to being true box, mm-hmm. um, you know, utilize probably Quan Alexander more in those, in those situations to try and keep two deep safeties as much as possible. Right. But now you need to bring in another big um, in that moment. Now we'll, we'll see obviously the status of Cam Hayward as he's getting back into, back into the swing of things, but without a cam now, you know, DeMarvin Leal now has to kind of be the bigger elephant style. end if you're going to use him in right. that mo- in that type of uh, mold, and then now what do you do with Highsmith and TJ keeping them off the edge edge, so to speak, Ogunjobi, Benton, Montravius, you know, you're going to have to do some creative things defensively to kind of fill that void because Minka covered up a lot of those issues. And he was, you know, like a Swiss army knife. You could deploy into almost any situation. He was going to be on the field and he just simply replaced whatever position uh, had, had the hole. So it, it's, it's, it's going to be a committee. Come Thursday, it's going to be interesting to see how Terrell Austin uh, delegates that responsibility. But there are some options. It's just we don't know what those are, and it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. But the fact that Mike Tomlin ruled him out yesterday in the press conference lets you know that hey, this is a bigger issue, and you get a little bit of extra time after this game. You know, you get about ten days right until Correct. you play again. So I'm assuming it's like let's be on the cautious side. We need Minka for the rest of the season, not well, just for the next game. You're not kidding because nobody floats from the back end of the front end and back like Minka does, and does such a great yeah. job, man. There's no doubt. Okay, we're going to take a break here. We're going to come back with the bell lap, which means Max is going to ring the bell as we head into the last segment. More from the locker room.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we are in the bell lap of the show. That's right. Ring the lunch bell, everyone. If you're in your cars or door dashing or Uber eatsing or having it delivered or catered um, as uh, as we've experienced, uh, well, as the station has experienced, um, I have not. I'm still waiting on that gift card, by the way. Nobody sent it. You yet. miss brownies. Uh, Oh, Miss you just Amy, had to—you uh, just had to tell them, didn't you? You couldn't just you got little cupcakes in here. Couldn't just let sleeping dogs lie. You and had to tell you them. got you got three or four different kinds of brownies to choose from. Boy, oh boy, get yeah, Zooks, man. There's just too much sugar around here. And, and you and you know what the problem's going to be when I actually show up in studio for the show it's on Friday. Be nothing. <laughs> there's not going to be anything. There's not. There's not going to be a, like a little like mini fun sized chip bag. You know, I, but you know, here's the thing. I might there might be like some leftover like Tootsie rolls. From oh, the people, no. from, from everyone bringing in their kids' leftover Halloween candy, and it'll be like Tootsie Rolls and candy corn left uh, in the building when I get there. Uh, so I might have to I'm do not a expecting anything. Little pre-show what? work for you. I might have to do a little pre-show work for you. I'm just it it, it it would it would be much appreciated to one time walk in the building where something's actually available. Do you like oranges uh, or apples? <laughs> oh gosh, no, no, no! Watching you eat a whole apple with everything but the stem left uh, is not my in that tight in a tight office space. We're not picking apples. We're not picking apples. I'll no, pick I'll pick an orange because I'm from Florida. <laughs> no, no bobbing for apples here, right? The studio's not big enough. No, we're, we're definitely not bobbing for apples. No, that's that's just that's just that's that, that's an electrical hazard waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Brought down the whole iHeart building. Oh man. Yeah, exactly. Hey, it's worse than my internet issues here at my house right now. <laughs> Be around and stumbling around in the dark through the studios. <laughs> Um, but no, but I digress. You know, Wolf, I have to ask you this yes. because last segment and it is Halloween. All right. Yes, it is. Favorite Halloween candy? Uh, Reese's Pieces. Uh, not Reese's Pieces, Reese's uh, Peanut Butter Cups. Yep. Ooh, that's yep. a solid choice. Solid choice. Wes, yep. Wes, what's your favorite Halloween candy? Take five. What's take five? Ooh, take five. Wow. What is that? That is a that is a very millennial answer of you it's right a, there. Uh, it kind of is, right? It's a you'd like it, Wolf. It's another Hershey creation. It's like five ingredients. It's chocolate, it's pretzel, it's caramel, Ooh. it's so it's almost kind of like a Reese's cup combined with a Snickers with a pretzel bar in there too. Oh, wow. It's Pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. I, I will say another one, another choice I love is I, I like uh, trail mix. You know, like uh, I get plain uh, M&M's plain and M&M peanuts, and I mix them together, and that's my trail mix. <laughs> that is not trail mix. That, that, that is Let me tell, absolutely that, not trail mix. All that sugar uh, will get you up and over them, them hills, baby. Let me tell you. Is that what you used in the Grand Canyon? Is that why you were laboring at the end of it? Because you had a sugar crash <laughs> yeah. on the way back no, up? <laughs> that's just, I was laboring just because I was a fat slob. I mean, I'm 300 oh, pounds, geez. over 60 years old. You know, maybe going hiking up and down in the Grand Canyon ain't the best thing to do. <laughs> well, well, especially when you just have M&Ms in your pocket. <laughs> I mean, that's, well, I had more than that there. Well, yeah. 
I know you have more than that, but the fact that that is your definition of trail mix just <laughs> it brings up deeper issues. Well, yeah. as Chuck Noll once told, uh, oh, one of one of our players, I'm trying to remember who it was, but Sid Thornton. That's who it was. He goes, he has issues, and they are many. <laughs> oh God, oh man. Well, all right. Well, I will say that my favorite one that I like to take out of my kid's goodie bag and separate from the rest is definitely still the good old classic Snickers bar. Ooh. I'm just a good old Snickers Do you like bar to freeze kind of them or, or but do I do, you, you know? Uh, no, I don't freeze them. I freeze the, uh, the Heath bars. We get the mini Heath bars. Okay. Cause I like the butter toffee. Just Ooh, kind of, that's good you know, have that for a little later. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, so no, that's definitely a favorite of mine and I will be digging into those later after my show later this evening. Uh, when the kids go trick or treating, I'll meet him about halfway through the process. So it, it, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. <laughs> a little daddy um, tax. Okay. Okay. Is anybody dressing up on these airways? Is anybody dressing up for Halloween? <laughs> be honest. Yes. I mean, listen, I've got two, I've got a two year old and a five month old, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting forced into action tonight. Well, see, we got the, uh, Friar okay. we got Friar Muth, uh, you know, on giant Eagle, the Tajma Eagle, as you like to call it. So we're doing yeah. the show out there and we're going to celebrate Maxim, our Maximus's birthday out there. So that's where we'll all be as a family. Okay, so but you're not dressing up. That was that was the question. Yeah, oh, yeah. The question. You gave well, me a lot I, of excuses. I'm wearing a sweatshirt. You didn't answer the question. Are you dressing up? I'm he's wearing, dressing up as a Steelers. The, the sweatshirt fan. doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, he's showing up as a Steelers fan. Yeah. <laughs> as a Yenzer. Yeah, yeah. Can, can I can I can I play a host for Thanksgiving? <laughs> there you go. That's it. I'm showing oh, up goodness. as a radio host. Uh, yeah, there you go. See, see, positivity right there. Yeah, Max. Okay, so I'm, yeah. I was just going to say, I think you'll appreciate it. We've got two options for tonight. It just depends. Because, again, you've got two daughters. You're, you know, a few years ahead of the timeline of me. Uh, my wife decided to get two different costumes because, you know, you never know if the girls have a meltdown and they don't want to wear the one thing or, you know, they spill something on the one thing. So we've got Sesame Street costumes for everybody. We've also got Paw Patrol costumes for well, everybody. Paw Patrol is so we'll just we'll see we'll yeah. see where the winds blow and where they take us. Come about uh, six o'clock tonight. Well, it's funny that you say that. You picked Sesame Street or Paw Patrol? Because Wes, check your phone, bud. Uh oh. <laughs> oh my phone. goodness! Look at Max. He's burnt. No. He's burnt. That's no, the, Ernie. Oh, sorry, Ernie. Ernie. That's Ernie. Ernie. That's Ernie. That's, that's the right. biggest Ernie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that's Big Ern right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's oh, right. Man, Yours that's truly fantastic. will be Ernie from Sesame Street this evening. That's oh, fantastic. You got the great sweater. You got the shoes to match. That's awesome. Max, I've never yeah, heard of a six yeah. foot eight Ernie. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Hey, well, you gonna learn now? Today. You have now. You have. now. You have. <laughs> I'm here to bring joy and also scare children at the same time. I don't know how you're gonna because re- it's like it's such a friendly face, but then you're like, it, he's also six foot eight, like in 300 pounds. Like that's the largest Ernie, er, Ernie ever. You know, um, so like I, clowns, I definitely am gonna what submit that. To yeah, exactly. You'll have kids scared of Sesame Street for, for here in the future. But no, so yeah, so so me and the wife are doing uh, Bert and Ernie. The girls like my uh, Waverly picked like uh, Toga from My Hero, My Hero Academia, which is an anime show, and then my youngest she picked the sock hop girl from the fifties with the oh. skirt. 
My so goodness. yeah, so so we're 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 about to we're about to be family fund out on this one. <laughs> um, oh, hold up! Look, look, I gotta send this one too, just to show the full complete with the wife because we had to do like the the school activity, like their Halloween bingo uh, family night. So that's where I donned the costume the first time. Ah. So, so Wes, I just sent it to you. All right, let's see what we got here. Let's oh wow! Oh my goodness! But you're getting some mileage out of that sweater. I love it. Yeah, well, it's, it's still the same day. Still the same day. <laughs> <laughs> I took it before we went to the bingo. Was the solo shot, and then my wife and I at the bingo event. You know, you, know, you can event. take more than one picture at a time, right? <laughs> yeah, you you can, you can. It's like just because the background changed doesn't mean it's a different day. <laughs> I, 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 oh, that's how that works. Max, I didn't realize your wife had a unibrow. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've been trying to get her shaving for years. She just she says. So that's a statement. Big Anthony Davis fan. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's oh my wonderful. God. All right. Well, hey, everyone out there. It has been a fun show. It's it's had its calamities. It's had its fun moments. Uh, we want to thank Bob Labriola for coming into the locker room, as he does on almost all Tuesdays. Uh, we are looking forward to the ball yard in, oh, what, 50-something hours, 60 yeah. hours? 60 hours from now. Um so we will be back tomorrow, same bat channel, same bat time. Remember, we're not going to be on Thursday because that's game day, and then we'll be back on Friday. He's Craig Wolfley, the other the other guy, the maestro himself, uh, Mr. Wesley Euler on the ones and twos. Of course, our our our, our sensei of them all, Brian LaMartina. Of course, Junior Ninja in training, CJ also lurking somewhere in the iHeart Studios looking for his favorite brownie flavor. And uh, I am Max Starks. Go make it a great day and happy Halloween. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.